theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Welcome back. Welcome back, my wonderful friends. Today we are following up on a little bit of our introduction to the life extension rabbit hole that Jonathan Edward Button fell into recently. (laughs) And I think it's absolutely fascinating. And I'm basically going from we gave the intro to here's the conclusion. This is the findings of the documentary series that I watch at two times speed. And I highly encourage everyone. This is on YouTube. Just type in science, the channel under the category of channels and you'll find once you find one of the series then you can just go and find the first second third and i believe there's six of them the first one's on uh america which is awesome because the researcher is based out of harvard medical school and he's been studying honestly one of the things i found fascinating is he's studying mole rats because they're the longest living rodent and if you're comparing them to a rat or a mouse they live 10 times longer they live till 30 and they look really weird and they just have a lot of things in their genes that allows them to do so and so he's translating that kind of genetic information to understanding what's going on with humans coming up with new theories and then hopefully having some great findings so that i can get up there to 100 i want you to get to 5 150 honey I don't, yeah, I am really excited to hear about the findings. <laughs> I don't want you to even talk about when you die because I, I love you. I love you too, but, um, but this is why I we're think, talking about it I because think it's we're going to live. Yeah, I think it's something that we talk about a lot in terms of like what, what motivates us. Why are we doing what we do? Like mm-hmm. why not settle and all of these different things because you want to, you know, you want to live your life to the fullest. We don't know when our time is up, but how, if there's the ability to in some way extend one's life in a healthy way or like you said in the last one slow down the process of aging a bit mm-hmm. so that you can actually really fully live for as long as you can not mm-hmm. just laying in a bed and being sick in a hospital like right. actually living well of course you want you're gonna want to do that so i'm super excited to hear about what their findings were what their findings were yes and uh i think that there's they're kind of broad so that's why I want to have a full discussion on each one, mm. because I think that we can break it down. I can give you my understanding of it, and then I want to hear your perspective on it. I think it will help me understand what I got to do, not only now, but as I continue to grow. Yeah. So the first one is having an intellectual lifestyle. Ooh. Intellectual lifestyle. So I'll just tell you my my quick assumption of what they mean by that is I always for some reason I always go to like crossword puzzles yeah you know like if I'm seeing an older individual partake in word hunts or finding you know the 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 puzzles in the newspapers and magazines I think that's a really great habit and you got to keep that brain moving and grooving and I think one of the flaws with retirement is you kind of lose that whole purpose of your job mm-hmm. and therefore it's on you to keep it moving and grooving you got to be proactive in figuring out ways to keep that brain ignited yes to emulate the brain i think it's i like that you're, the the crossword puzzle is the thing that you go to i think about sudoku or anything yeah. i think the brain is like any muscle if you don't use it mm-hmm. it atrophies over time right and so yeah. the important thing to do is to just continue to feed it 
something, yeah. right? Something where you actually have to act, you know, cognitively think, cr- critical think yeah. about what exactly, oh yeah, uh, let me go back into my long-term memory bank. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you're doing crossword puzzle or recognizing patterns. So your brain is still, you know, very much working and, and understanding and being able to solve different yeah. patterns and problems and puzzles. And obviously there's no one right way. There's a bunch of apps out there like, um, <laughs> you know, that, that claim like this will actually help you live until you're, you know, incre- increase your cognitive right. ability to s- until you're 70. It's like the world's best salsa. Yeah. It's Found like, okay. here in Stillwater, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. So it is, uh, it, but, but it's true. If you play those apps and those puzzles, it probably does increase your life. It, uh, it, it extends your life Yeah, for sure. But do you think puzzles are the best way? I'll tell you from the documentary, they showed different ways that people still kind of put in some work that mm. was a form of keeping the brain active. So one guy, he was 100 years old. He lived in America, and he still does woodwork where he cuts little pieces of wood. Mm. I was, like, actually really scared for him when he cut this piece of wood. I was like, dude, your fingers, man. I'm <laughs> caring about you. And he's 100 years old. And he told the researcher, I've been doing this for 75 years. Isn't that just a crazy thought in itself? And so he makes little pieces of art uh, using his old tools. And I think that's definitely one way to uh, be keeping that brain up and going. Another one was a lady does uh, beautiful uh, pieces of, of woven material out in Japan. And it's almost like automated for her now. She did admit, though, like she's incapable of doing all the tasks that are involved in making these dresses and so on. But she's th- the things that she aren't physically demanding, she's still doing on a daily basis. Yeah. And that type of work gives her some sense of purpose. And I'm assuming it's it's just almost as if it's like automated when she sits down. It's like she becomes like a machine. She just like gets going yeah. on it. And I think that is an important part of like keeping that brain going. Cause you gotta, yeah. keep, it's not just body, it's brain too. It really is. I mean, yeah, I, I think that one of the more difficult questions is would you rather your physical abilities go or your mental abilities go? And that's a really difficult question that I don't even know how to answer, but mm-hmm. I would say what, based on what you just, the examples that you just gave, it sounds like it's much, much more than just puzzles and, yeah. and all of those things of that we creativity. think it's a creativity. And I wonder also because I mean, it, kind of, it further underscores our statement of, I don't know if I ever want to retire, yeah, right? If, you're, yeah. if you love what you do, why do you need to retire from it? And yeah. it's almost like, I just think of both those examples, the, the woman and the, and the man, as they're creating, they almost get locked into that state of flow again. Yeah. And I wonder if that state of flow inside your brain where you're creating and you know what you're doing and you feel like you're being productive, I, f- I wonder if that has something to do with it too, where it's mm-hmm. just like igniting all different parts of your brain it's yeah. not that's when i feel like the most alive is yeah when I'm in flow mode right you know that you're producing something you're creating you're excited like you don't really know maybe exactly Tunnel what it's gonna vision. look like yeah and, and and so i think that that is definitely definitely a huge part yeah, of it yeah that's all part of the intellectual see there's a lot in compressed into yeah. intellectual lifestyle very interesting so let you you kind of alluded to it let's follow up on it physical lifestyle that's another important part of living a long life yeah. and if we're talking about a physical lifestyle in Japan, I talked about the guy who does exercises, but I also they also uh, spotlighted a lady out in Greece, and she walks to the grocery store with her little basket every single day. She cleans her house. 
They sweep the leaves in the backyard. They're not doing the difficult tasks. They're doing what they can do. Oh, and I mean, they're 100 years old. Like, what do you expect from them? But they are moving and grooving. A lot of the people, uh, they were offered wheelchairs. Some of them even live in assistant living locations. And they choose not to be in a wheelchair. Mm. I think it's that proactive choice of, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go do exercise, but the proactive choice of saying, if I can move, I'm going to move. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be a good thing yeah. for me long term. you know? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Honestly, you know, it's, I, I remember, you know, I, I had the great opportunity of being able to actually live with my grandparents in Rossmore, which is kind of like it, some parts is assisted living, but it's more of just a retirement community. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that they emphasized there was just there's always something to do regardless Mm. of what your thing is or if you want to experiment with new things you can like you can go watch old movies right things that you love you can go to dances they had dances they had art classes they had all different types of exercise classes Mm -hmm. you know inside of a pool so these aren't demanding exercises either they're not trying to teach you how to throw a football no not (laughs) at all it was like oh i took a water aerobics class with my grandma one time and i felt a little bit embarrassed (laughs) because i was definitely the youngest one there but it was amazing it was actually one of the most fun times i've ever had with her because we were just laughing and like everyone wasn't taking it too seriously but everyone was moving and just enjoying and i think that that laughter and that camaraderie too has a lot Mm. to do with you know supporting each other it's like when you (laughs) isolate yourself and that's another one coming is it really (laughs) i don't know i just you know i i think that we are social beings obviously and Mm -hmm. if you have someone next to you saying hey i'm not gonna go in that wheelchair i'm gonna keep on doing what i can you can there's there's something that kind of rubs off and you you feel like okay well if i've got a friend who's doing this i'm gonna do this too and and just like we were saying with the brain it's a muscle just like anything else in your body it will atrophy over time right and so the more you the more you're out and active and and actually doing things to improve yourself right no matter what age it's a good thing yeah so let, let, let's tie that into the next one which is having strong social ties hmm. but it does really carry over to the other uh, recommendations for living uh, a healthy life and extending your life but it carries over perfectly to the physical work mm-hmm. aspect, the physical lifestyle. And when yesterday we were on the beach and we saw a wonderful group of gentlemen that were playing bocce ball and they like play bocce ball yeah. on the beach all freaking day long. They just keep on moving from location to location and they almost embrace it as if they're playing a game of golf. Yeah. And that isn't extremely physically demanding, but it is getting them out there they're walking. It does require a bit of strength. I mean, one of the balls almost won the ocean. You grabbed it. It's pretty damn heavy, those yeah, things, it is. right? And they're picking them up. They're throwing them pretty far distances. And then they're also having this great, like, conversation, chatting with each other. The ladies are sitting over there. The mm-hmm. wives are just, you know, having their own thing going on. And I do think that is one big contribution to extending your life where you're getting two birds and one bocce ball yeah (laughs) two birds and one bocce ball and they're really good too it's funny because they are it's not just like they're friends they're competitive with each other and they're Mm -hmm. laughing and they're really good they're really good honestly it's kind of amazing and so it was definitely inspiring i think to both of us to just see that how Mm -hmm. how easy that was for them i mean they have their bocce ball set that they've come out you know we've seen them several times at the beach doing this and it's 
one of the things that they enjoy, they look forward to. And to have that, you know, that social interaction that is physical as well is a huge, like you said, it's, it's two big things that you're getting out of the way. Right. Because, and I, I do, I feel so, so for a lot of the older generation during this pandemic, you know, when they had to stay inside and they couldn't actually connect with anyone else. And it was a very kind of a scary situation. Can only imagine how that felt. But I hope that as you know, things open up that they're encouraged to definitely be social and definitely be more active and and do things together. And it can be once you're vaccinated, why not? You got to go live because because if you're not living because you're you're concerned about it and you've already done everything you possibly can, then you got to go outside and live because it helps you live. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what's another interesting and I would assume an important part of the gathering is that you're gathering together not just with people that are maybe your friends, but you're gathering to do something together, right? So mm-hmm. that could be some something religious. It could be some cause. You know, it could be something community-based. It mm-hmm. could be for sports. It could be for a lot of different things. Yeah. But finding that, finding your people, finding that shared common interest that you are working together to do something that you enjoy. It's not yeah. something that is like, oh, I got to do this, check it off the list or yeah. whatever. It's you genuinely are enjoying it. Yeah. That's interesting that you brought up like church because they did talk about that in the America episode Mm -hmm. where they discussed how church embeds within people naturally these little key components of extending your life, the Mm -hmm. community aspect of it. Also, oddly enough, the religion or when religions have those like fasting periods of time Mm. it like teaches these moderations these like healthy ideas that help you can help you live longer so it's not like the church isn't necessary for life extension but it is a great moderating variable that Mm. carries many good uh components of it that help one do those activities that help them live longer does that make sense to you yeah 100 percent. yeah it's almost like it's training that willpower muscle at certain parts of the year too. And you have the support system that is all doing this together. Right. right? So here, that actually translates to another one perfectly, which is optimism. Mm. You have to be optimistic. And if you're going to church, you're viewing some type of better future at the end, you know, Mm. and it's always looking like it's going to be better. It's always going to be better. And optimism does, uh, was found to be a really beneficial thing to living an extended life i mean compared to like being a pessimist it doesn't help at all totally there's no i can't think of any benefit of being a pessimist or even just being a realist like be optimistic is it a problem if you're too optimistic i don't know i mean i don't know i i know there is a curving point when it comes to entrepreneurs being overly optimistic but is there a negative effect of being overly optimistic when you're older. Well, I guess possibly maybe you're like, well, I'm, I, I can do anything. And all of a sudden you're trying to skydive off the mountain cliff, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but I mean, that's so extreme. So yeah. in general, just be optimistic. Yeah. So it's a more of like a positive mindset really yeah. does help. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of not thinking about your like eventual death. I mm-hmm. mean, we all, we can think about that at any age, to be honest. But of right. course, like when you're older, it becomes a little bit more real, but to just being optimistic and just embracing life for what it is in that moment and doing things that help you stay optimistic too. I mean, I would say it's probably not the best route to just sit at home all day watching 
any sort of news program in the United States all day long. I mean, I don't think that anyone no. could come out of that for 24 hours and actually be a very positive, optimistic individual. Yeah, and it's not uh, intellectually uh, stimulating either. It's really not. <laughs> it's just kind of feeding you. You're just kind of like being fed through yeah. a tube, you know, and yeah. literally through the tube. And so I, I, I think that obviously it's about embracing your own life and being optimistic about the things around you. Right. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and start a business like an entrepreneur, right? Mm-mm. It just means just being positive, mm-hmm. being a positive um, person in other people's lives. I think that you probably attract positive people as well if you mm-hmm. are that way. Um, and people want to be around you. If, if, social, if the social component is a huge part, because it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be religious or, any, or affiliated with any sort of religion. It just means that you have you know, some sort of a social life with people. And I think that, I mean, the most healthy, positive social gathering is with other positive, optimistic people. I agree. I uh, agree for sure. So I don't know. It's a, it's a balance. You, you, you got to figure out what lane is perfect for you. But your test tube uh, metaphor is actually a perfect lead to the next one, oh. which is eating in moderation, ah. which I 100% understand agree with but in all honesty that's one that i'm i I sometimes have a little difficulty (laughs) you know i'm a hungry hunter well your metabolism blows me away all the time it's like it's amazing well i do think though we have lived in a lot of areas where portion control the truth is is if you you have portion control generally with what you eat your stomach expands and contract contracts based on how much you put into it right so if you Mm do follow the portion control or moderate moderate you know, portions, yeah. um, you, you might need to eat a few more times throughout the day, but right. you don't need to eat like one huge full meal. And this is mm-hmm. where a lot of people, depending on where you're reading, what you're watching or what you're listening to, people say, you know, you should be fasting. You should do intermittent fasting. You should do it this amount of time. You should only eat this. You should never eat breakfast. You know, you hear all these different yeah. suggestions, but there's I like think that diets out there's there. so many, I mean, it's the, you know, there's the Atkins, there's the whole 30. I mean, keto. I mean, there's like, un, it's unreal. I think though, what you are saying is uh, moderation is such a huge component because I do mm-hmm. think moderation also indicates one's willpower, right? Mm. One's, one's self-control yeah. as well. I mean, of course, yeah, I would like to eat that entire bag of candy, but mm-hmm. is that the best thing for me? Am I going to feel really great after I'll it? Tell you, Probably not. I'll tell you, no, it's not a good idea. And I would say the same thing for that extra slice of pizza, my love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that everyone, when you feel full, you feel full and just go out and do something different afterwards. Yeah. You know, I think that just food is to me, I've, I've really always thought that, it, you know, I like to eat to live not live to eat so i really do my best to kind of put food um you know in its place in my life Mm -hmm. where it's like place you feel it's best it's best yeah where it's you know when i'm hungry i need need to eat i'm not gonna i'm not gonna starve myself but it's not your primary thought for sure and how lucky am i that i i can make that choice right not everyone around the world gets that choice and so you know, if you're hungry, you eat, but eat something that makes you feel good afterwards for the most part, you know, everyone has their cravings and, and whatnot right. here or there. And that's okay. I think cheat days, cheat weekends are all good, you know, yeah. but it's like we, we said, everything in moderation, including moderation. Right. Sometimes you eat too much sometimes. And then you just say, okay, you know what? Going back to the basics here. Yeah. So I think that is a really, really huge component. I can imagine how that extends further on into life. The more right. you are either eating like a huge steak every night for dinner, yeah. you know, versus yeah, it's not only 
portion. It's also what you're eating too. Like mm. you're eating a steak or cheeseburger, a slice of pizza, or are you eating some, <laughs> we always go back to tofu and beans. Yeah. <laughs> tofu and beans. Make it sound so unappealing. <laughs> but I'll, I, I really do, I remember multiple times, this happens continuously. It's not like it, it goes away. I don't know why. But the first time when we came back to the United States after living in Central America for a while, coming back, not only just seeing Walmart and the size of the bags of chips, I was oh, like, yeah. whoa. It was actually quite moving. It was crazy. And then also going out to eat and just looking at the plates, like, dude, this is this is this literally is four yeah, four times <laughs> my capability of anything that I could do right now. Yeah. What is going on? And and you just realize that that's not how everyone lives around the world. That's like not sustainable for a large population also yeah. over time. But we've somehow been able to figure that out with you know, lots of different things. But, you know, when you go to Thailand, you get a, you get a little, you know, curry and you usually have leftover or else it's for two and it's perfect for two. It's a perfect size for two. Yeah. And you have the perfect amount of rice Mm -hmm. too. And I do love family style because that does allow people to kind of have little bites here or there. It is nice. But you just got to make sure whatever you put on your plate is the, you know, your eyes aren't bigger than your stomach. Yeah. And I will just say one thing that has helped me with moderating my portion controls when it comes to yummy delicious food Mm. is chugging water right before if i can remember to do that i will be more full by the time i've finished my bowl of whatever yeah so having water is a good important thing now how long will i be full for that's another situation i'm still trying to figure it out i mean I'm, I'm working on it. It's a game. It's a game. <laughs> it is. Well, I think water is a huge component. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think that drinking enough water, I mean, if your brain is like what, about 70% water, it's mm-hmm. probably really important that you continue to consume as much water as you can. And that's yeah. not in the form of sugary beverages. That's not in the form of any other, any other things yeah. other than literally water. <laughs> right. Coffee helps me too. Coffee Definitely. too. Yeah. You know, Black I don't, coffee, I tea. Don't, yeah, black coffee, yeah, tea, but then, yeah, then get the milk and the cream and all this stuff. So you got to keep it simple. Yep. Keep it simple, keep it clean, keep it, I won't say organic, but keep it, you know, simple in the way that it was originally meant to be eaten or drank. Yeah, I don't well know, said. I'm being weird about it. Here we go. On to the next one. Regular medical care. This is a thing that helps people live longer. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense, USA. We're working on it. We're yeah. working on it for sure. It's been a long journey to get to this point, but I do think that that's something that we are lacking when we're looking at some of the first world uh, comparable countries. Yeah, We got to get that stepped up quite a bit. But if you look at the blue zones that are thriving, all the people who have successfully become a centurion, you know, living for a hundred years, they have access to medical care when they need it or if they just want to do a checkup to yeah. make sure that all of their bits are working good. Yeah, I think that's a really important. It's about, for us, we always talk about how it's about uh, prevention, like preventative medicine, where mm-hmm. if there's something that we can do, like check in with our doctor, get the blood test done each year, go to the dentist, do the eye thing, like everything, just to like check up on everything. It might not be it might not come back as anything, right? But mm-hmm. at least it's not like you're going there with an emergency situation happening right. because you haven't gone for five, six, seven, ten years, yeah. you know? And it, unfortunately in our country, healthcare is a huge issue for a lot of people. I mean, going to the doctor can cost a lot of money for some people who don't have insurance. Yeah, I will say though, like the last few times I've gone uh, to the doctors in a preventative w- format, 
it kind of just, they kind of like approach me as if I'm like almost being a worry wart or like, you don't even have to worry about this. And that's where I'm trying to have a better understanding of that balance because I understand that the majority of the people that they're seeing are going there after they already have an issue. Yeah. And so then, you know, if if nine out of 10, it's in a situation where they need to fix something because it's already a big problem. And then I come in and the, the vibe I get is, Dude, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I'm it makes me question, did I really need to go in there and throw down money to like have this little thing checked out or whatever that was kind of irritating me, but was it really that much mm. of a deal? You know, and so I'm still trying to come to terms with that a little bit because I don't know if that's a doctor patient relationship issue or yeah. what 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 is the issue with that that makes me feel as though you know, do I need to go to the doctor more often, less often? At what point is the signal of, oh, you got to go and you got to go now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it definitely has a lot to do with the American mentality too. You know, where mm. it's like you you come to the doctor usually because of something. Something's going on. And if you're young and healthy for the most part and you're answering all the questions right, then the doctors are like, why are you here? You don't yeah. need to come here. It's fine. Yeah. But when you're in a system where literally you you either use it or lose it like you should right. use it yeah. then the whole doctor patient relationship completely changes where it's like oh hey it's great to see you again all right any any changes no all right we'll just make sure that you're coming back next year because mm-hmm. we want to just make sure it the the mentality changes where it's like in in the u.s it's like we want to i don't know just the whole insurance system and, and the way that doctors really approach health care mm-hmm. here is very different from a lot of other places where it's expected that you come in on a yearly basis mm-hmm. at least yeah. and especially the older you get the more you should be doing that mm-hmm. um, and it's not a big deal because the whole system is set up for you to do it they're encouraging you to do it they want this is a this is something that you pay your tax money for right, right yeah. it's not a special gift because you work for a corporation you have a really great insurance yeah you know it's it's you really want to use it as a society so that your society is healthier yeah. as a whole. It's a mental hurdle it for is. a lot, and I'm working on it, I guess. Well, I think that, unfortunately, a lot of people in the U.S. are scared to go to the doctors, too. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a U.S. thing only, but I would say that if you don't go for a while, then it does become more and more daunting yeah. to go to the doctor and say, oh, man. And the system <laughs> also like, is encouraging people to go more often because then the a lot of people make more money when you go more often. Yeah. And if you were preventative, then they make more money. And so it becomes this kind of like, I don't know, what's my role in this game? And I try to yeah. figure it out constantly, but I just want to bring that up because I think it's, it's an one. interesting point. Uh, the next one is mild climate. And I was actually surprised that they included this in their list because some of the locations that they went to looked pretty damn cold. And others, I didn't see any that were like extreme. And so maybe that's what they're emphasizing emphasizing is you're not in a desert and you're not in Antarctica. Yeah. You're in, sometimes it could snow. Sometimes it can rain. Sometimes it can be extremely humid, but it's never extreme where in any of those environments. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps, uh, yeah, I just look at the map and I used to think like, Oh, you should be closer to the equator, but no, they actually open that up a lot more. That's interesting. Temperate climate. Yeah. But, what are your thoughts on it? Because uh, for us, we definitely embrace being outside. And some people like being outside when it's much cool, colder than we like it. You know, we like it pretty warm. Yeah. So maybe it's a mild climate for everyone's preference. Yeah, on average, know? I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that we like warmer weather 
as a whole for sure mm-hmm. rather than i mean because you know growing up in carmel monterey that's probably the most temperate you never really get that cold it's foggy but you don't really ever get that hot like if it's an 80 plus degree day you're like well this is really hot you know right yeah um but on average it's probably like 55 to 65 is what the average temperature is and maybe that's what they're kind of talking about and who knows how you know global warming is affecting that in general as well but i think you know we have gone outside where like whoa this is really hot like you could definitely feel the sun on you Mm. and and it's like okay we should probably go into the shade um and i think that if you're outside in that type of a heat over and over again it's probably not not good for you not good for you just got to make sure you you have a lot more liquids and stuff like that and of course the extreme weather of like snow i mean i i mean i don't know i i think that it's it's an interesting variable because how can you really pick what's perfect because everyone has their own perfect we've talked about this their own perfect little oasis their own paradise yeah their own paradise paradise. and some people are a little bit more like they like the snow they like the rain they enjoy that and others really like being near the beach and being in hot weather Mm -hmm. you know so i think that it is all very you know dependent on where you feel happiest where you feel Mm. like you can really thrive and Mm. i don't know i wonder if there's also did they ever say anything about living near coast no they the did ocean. not that is they interesting not, but i mean that it, it if you look at the places they picked yeah a lot of them are near ocean if you think about mm-hmm. it and i don't know how much that uh alludes to the idea of eating more seafood and fish mm. and what the benefit of being by the ocean but i don't necessarily think it's it's 100 percent necessary for mm. you to extend your life yeah. i think that it it may be helpful and a lot of them are i mean the ones in greece the one that they focused on in the united states was one part of california which was interesting but japan for sure south korea so yeah that's an interesting point i mean how much is fish a part of your your main course you know versus beef or pork yeah or or like really when you're near the ocean, there's a lot of excuses as to why you would go outside, whether yeah. it's a sunrise, a sunset, oh, you're there, point, you know, so, it yeah. just feels like there, there's a lifestyle there that you're kind of missing out on if you're not out and enjoying yeah. what's around you. We but might have had a little bit of prejudice with that statement. A bias, <laughs> a bias, not a prejudice. <laughs> but anyways, we, uh, I enjoyed talking about this. It's very interesting and we'll probably end up talking about it in future episodes as well. Just, yeah. you know, in terms of how to really, you know, not only just live your life, but you know, thrive. We're trying to make sense well. of it. It's yeah, worth it. it worth is. our time because our time is limited. Absolutely. So well, extend it while you can, my friends. We well, look forward to talking with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye.